To anal beads, Barack to Basquiat, cornflakes to cock rings, Dungeons and Dragons to Dunkin' Donuts, Ensenada to Estados Unidos, flapjacks to figging, graffiti to Galapagos, hip hop to house, insomnia to in and out, jokers to jockeys, kangaroos to Katmandu, L train to lithium, Manhattan to Mongolia, nebulous to narcissus, Oprah to Oppenheimer. Pee-wee Herman to Pope John Paul the Great. Q-Bird and Quantum Physics. Rockefeller to Rolling Papers. Stupid motherfuckers to science, scientific probabilities. Tinted windows to times tables. Uniformity to ubiquity. Virgins to vigilance. Watches to Wachovia. Xenon to xylophones. Yo-Yo Mata, Yo MTV Raps. ZD to Zinc. Yeah, boy. What's going on? We're kicking it live right here from downtown. Beautiful, sunny. I mean, dark and dirty, shitty downtown LA Skid Row Studios. Booyah. That's right. You're tuned into Nestorious Public Radio. I'm your host, Nestor Rodriguez, a.k.a. Nestorious. Got uh, my main man, Rich Corbin, my co-host, my guest co-host. Kick it. What's up? My man Rich and I uh, go back uh, from... Well, when did we meet, Rich? Years ago. When was that? 2006. Somewhere in the 2000s, right? Six, right. Six. right. Six. Nine, six, six. <laughs> yeah, we were on... We were on... We were on... Uh, we put uh, that commercial. Yeah, we were on a commercial. We were on a, on a, on a Sequan commercial. Sequan Casino commercial. Yeah. So basically, man, we're just going to kick it here for about an hour. Thank you for joining us. Um, feel free to call 1-800-893-9562. That's 800-893-9562. It's a free call, motherfucker. Pick up the phone. We're going to be talking shit. We're going to be talking shit about the IRS. It's tax time. No, you know no. what I'm saying? It's fucking tax time, you fucking tax evaders. <laughs> April 15th. What's today? April April 11th? Uh, yeah. All right. Public service announcement coming up. You need to have your shit postmarked by April 15th, which is Monday, just in case you motherfuckers are doped out somewhere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's, I'm just I'm just I'm just I'm just informing you. That's all I'm saying. So we're going to talk a little bit about about the IRS, the history of the of the IRS and the and the tax system in the United States. We're going to talk about a couple of uh, news-related uh, uh, items that have happened and transpired within the past week or so. Um, we're going to give a big uh, rest in peace to Annette Funicello, uh, Margaret Thatcher, you crusty bitch, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, um, um, Roger Ebert. We're going to give a, a big up. We're going to give a, we're gonna give a big up. We're going to give a big up. A big up to Roger Ebert. Um, let me see if I can get the the special uh, um, um, big up. Big up, big up, big up to Roger Ebert. Yeah, fuck yeah. Big up, big, big, big up, big up, big up, big up. 
Big up a neck funicello. Big up. Big up, big up, big up. You crusty fucking white bitch, Margaret Tatcha. Big up, big up. Rest in peace, y'all. Rest in peace, y'all. Y'all put a map. Y'all put a map. Y'all put your names on the map on society. So we're going to talk about um, specifically Roger Ebert. And uh, hang in there. Hang in there because uh, I have a special interview with Dennis Quaid on the set of Vegas, CBS's show uh, Vegas. And perhaps, uh, you know, Rich and I were talking earlier about and also Jeremy and I uh, here from Skid Row Studios. We, we just got back from uh, the NAB conference in Vegas, uh, the National Association of Broadcasters or Bro- Bro- Broadcasting. And, uh, you know, we, we, we were talking about uh, uh, the Nielsen ratings and how it's bullshit and how TV shows don't really get the chance that they deserve in order to actually make it on a network. And so I want to talk a little bit about that. Uh, Vegas is one of those shows. It's an amazing show. Uh, if you haven't seen the show yet, uh, it aired on Tuesdays. On CBS, I, I forgot what time, like 8 o'clock. They played like one or two episodes. Then they took it off the air for like a week or two to show porn. But you couldn't watch that because you, you needed special glasses and shit. But then they brought it back. And then they had Golden Boy for like a couple of weeks. And they showed... They showed Vegas again. Basically, they were jerking Vegas off. Yeah. They were like playing three card Monty with Vegas. Yeah, and if yeah. you want, if you want to try to find it, you fucking can't. Yeah, you right. just on the CBS. Yeah, because like, oh, I'll check out an episode, and I'm like, where the fuck is? Oh, they got clips up the ass. You right, can, right, oh, right. Catch a chickless clip. Right, there, you know, right. and it's great. Right, they'll have but, like a small clip. Yeah, yeah, right. but you can't. Not even on their website can you watch a, a, a past uh, thing that I could find. I don't know. I'm, I'm not like no. I'm what you know. I, I yeah. mean, they'll 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 have a couple of like uh, clips of an like last week's episode or something like that. But in order to watch the show from the beginning, you probably have to go to iTunes, download it, and stuff like that. Which is, I I, I definitely recommend it. It's a great show. Anyway, the point is that the show has been uh, jerked around. It is now on Friday nights. From 9 to 10, I believe that's Eastern and Pacific time, uh, on CBS. It's uh, before uh, Blue Bloods. Mm. So check it out. Tell your people, if you know someone with a Nielsen box, you know, steal it, plug it into your shit, and watch Vegas on Friday night. So, that you know, we want that show. It's a, it's a California show. It's a dope show. You got Dennis Quaid. You got uh, Michael Chiklis. You got uh, the hot, sexy chick from um, uh, the fuck is the name of that movie with uh, with that other guy? Exactly. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the Matrix, the real sexy chick. What was her name from the Matrix? Come on, Dude, I can't, I, I can't, I can't believe I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. On that note, I can't believe I'm gonna space out on that. Yeah, so we're gonna kick it with that, um, and we're gonna talk about um, just a few things. So. With that, why don't we start with the IRS, the brief history of the IRS. We all know that the IRS stands for the Internal Revenue Service, not the inter-ejaculatory rubber band (laughs) syndrome, like some people think it means. Um, So basically, the origin of the, uh, the IRS, the roots of the IRS go back to the Civil War when President Lincoln and Congress... Uh, in 1862, created the position of Commissioner of Internal Revenue uh, and enacted an income tax to pay war expenses. Imagine that shit, huh? Does that sound familiar? Hmm. 
misrepresentation of our tax dollars to support war, mm-hmm. nonstop. <laughs> the Going inco- strong. You know what I'm saying? The income, t- <laughs> the income tax was repealed. Check that shit out. There were people who actually said, you know what? Fuck that. You know what I mean? We don't want that shit to happen. So 10 years later, in 1872, the shit was repealed. And then Congress revived the income tax in 1894. So for about another 20 years after it was repealed, Congress said, y'all motherfuckers are sleeping. Y'all motherfuckers are sleeping. That's what he said. Anyway, we got a caller. Caller, what's popping? Yo, loser. Carrie Ann Moss is her name. Oh, shit. That's that's my homegirl right there. <laughs> Carrie Ann Moss. Thanks so much. Uh, uh, by, by all means, listeners, if you hear me saying something or stumbling or like if I sound like I need medication and I'm forgetting something, <laughs> just call in. You know what I mean? It's free. 800-893-9562. Do it. You know what I'm saying? So what's up, caller? Are you acknowledge me or not? I'm acknowledge it. That that's this is that's my wife, Rosemary Rodriguez, and my number one fan. <laughs> that's my wife and my and my number one fan right there, Rosemary Rodriguez, who happens to be one of the directors of the show Vegas that I was just talking about. And props, you're doing a great job. Hey, thank you. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Your episode is airing not this Friday, but probably next Friday. May third. May 3rd. You got to check this shit out because one of the executive producers took uh, Rosemary out to lunch and uh, told her uh, that her episode looked like a movie. That's a big compliment coming for the, from the TV world, right? Thanks, mister. I'll get off now. No, so no, 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 no. Bullshit. You're going to use it. Now, we're going to... I'm here with Paige who needs some cheering up. Oh, well, we'll cheer Paige up. You hang up and have Paige call me back. Let me finish the IRS. But I want to finish what I want to finish. I want to finish what we're talking about here, because um, the the guy who is the executive producer, he was also a producer or executive producer to the original Rush Hour movies. Arthur Sarkeesian. Arthur Sarkeesian. Bust a move, y'all. That's what I'm saying. Arthur motherfucking Sarkeesian. If you're listening, Arthur, we need some money. 1-800-893-9562. All right, Skid Row Studios is moving. We need some fucking moving funds. I know you're a rich motherfucker. You got money coming out the Armenian boot tech. So hook it up. All right. Yo, get on show. Love you. I love you, too. And have Paige call in later on. So I'll... I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll uh, Help her bring back, bring her back to her spirits. All right, all right. Uh, so where were we? Okay. So uh, yeah, the income tax was repealed ten years later, uh, eighteen seventy-two, and then uh, Congress revived the income tax in ninety-four, twenty years later. But the Supreme Court ruled it unconstitutional the following year. That's eighteen ninety-five. <laughs> Come on, guys. Eighteen ninety-five. There's a lot of cockknobbing and a lot of jerking off with the fucking people's money and the people's rights. It's like eighteen ninety-five, they should have said, fuck that. No more income tax. You know what I'm saying? We should have just went back to the Robin Hood way of doing shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You need a bridge? Kill the fucking <laughs> steal, steal it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got a bridge. I want a bridge. Yeah. You don't have a bridge anymore. Right. Right. You you need welfare. <laughs> Let's steal that shit from somebody. You know what I mean? Let's do that shit the old fashioned way. Anyway, 
1913, though, Wyoming ratified the 16th Amendment, providing the three-quarter majority of states necessary to amend the Constitution. Okay, uh, if you don't know what the 16th Amendment stands for, neither do I. So look it up, okay? <laughs> the, the 16th Amendment gave Congress the authority to, to enact the income tax. That same year, the first form, 1040, appeared after Congress levied a 1% tax on net personal incomes above $3,000, which means no slaves had to pay tax, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, with a 6% surtax on incomes of more than 500000 Right. We're talking about what? Fucking 1913? Who made, made 500000 Well, J.P. Morgan, uh, fucking yeah. uh, Ford, Con do you, Edison. Do you think they had all those loopholes back then? Of course, think, of yeah. course. They're the ones that sent it. Now, I read <laughs> on another... I read on another site that the 1040 form got its name because it was amended 40 times. And the 40th version was the one that the government accepted. That's Hmm. what I heard Mm -hmm. or I read. Anyway, in 1918, during World War One, the top rate of the income tax rose to 77 percent to help finance the war. Okay, that's 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 pretty that's pretty that's, crazy. That's steep. Isn't that steep? Yeah. 77% to help finance the war effort. It dropped sharply in the post-war years, down to 24% in 1929. Like, really? Who the fuck are you going to tax? Motherfuckers are eating cobwebs <laughs> during the fucking Great Depression. Yeah, but they want their cobwebs. Man. Yeah, but who are you going to tax? It, it went down to 24%. That's uh, still a lot. Mr. Ramirez, you got lint balls. We want to have a tax on that lint ball. On a quarter of your lint ball. Man. Yeah. And rose again during the Depression. Oh, mm. So it rose again, really. I guess I know they, you don't have a lot of money, but, but we're going to take more. But maybe you can come to Washington and rub the president's balls. <laughs> you know, anything can help. Anyway, during <laughs> World War II, Congress introduced payroll withholding and quarterly tax payments. Is that when that shit happened? Fucking, let me repeat that again. During World War II, mm-hmm. when we were trying to bust a cap in the fucking Nazis' asses, Congress introduced payroll withholding and quarterly tax payments. So right back then, my peoples, the Puerto Ricans, they were going, I got 50 kids, yo. You can't deduct anything from my paycheck. (laughs) White people were like, fuck it. Okay, we got to pay for it. Anyway, a new name. In the 50s, the agency was recognized, excuse me, reorganized. To replace a patronage system with career. Professional employees. Nice. The Bureau of Internal Revenue name was changed to the Internal Revenue Service. Because they're providing a service. Ah, uh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I thought hookers provided a service. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I thought car washes provided a service. You know they what I mean? provide a service of taking your money. You know? But that's, that's a disservice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not to them. <laughs> uh, I, that's crazy. Anyway, it's, it's you know they 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 had to you know because they didn't want you to have to do it, so they said you know what we'll help you take your money for, for away from you. Right, right. Well, it's a they called it a service to make it seem like it was like they were doing something yeah. for you yeah. with to your protect money. And serve right, mm-hmm. <laughs> protect and serve what? Protect and serve hamburgers. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't really understand that. Anyway, 
Only the IRS commissioner and chief counsel are selected by the president and confirmed by the Senate. Huh. So only the president chooses who the IRS commissioner and chief counsel are. That's kind of convenient. Don't you think? Yeah. So like if the president wants breaks on his taxes or whatever or any of his cronies, he's in with the commissioner. Mm -hmm. Think about it. You can't just go, you know, to anyone and say, you work at Arby's. Yeah. At the restaurant. Right. Which we're going to talk about later on. Oh, when Arby's the fucking With the lipstick, with the lipstick uh, uh, <laughs> bounty hunters. We're going to talk about that. So you work at that Arby's where that happened, right? Right, right. So you work at Arby's. I'm your friend. And I want to go in whenever you're working on your shift. And I say, yo, could you hook me up with a cheeseburger and shit? And you're like, yo, just come on like at 11 o'clock. I'll give you a cheeseburger. You buy a soda, and I'll give you a cheeseburger and a soda. It's it's all good. No big deal. Right. With the IRS, it doesn't work that way because the IRS has all sorts of these fucking offices and all these little people who are working and all these different, you know, uh, uh, officers and, and, and investigators and all these other people. So you can't really go to any of those guys and say, yo, um, Officer Riley, which, by the way, I'm getting audited. I'm mm. going to New York to get audited. Right. An Asian woman, Mrs. Wang. Mm. I'm like, I thought it was a dude. He had a fucking like. That's really who's doing it. Yeah, but, oh, wow. but but it was an it was an asexual name, but it happened to be a woman. I I automatically I forgot I forgot the 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 full name, but I assumed that it was a uh, it was a man. Anyway, I call her up, and it's a woman, and yeah. and she you know she she's auditing me, Mrs. Wang. Mm -hmm. So so I can't go up to Mrs. Wang and say, hey, Mrs. Wang, you know. Why don't I take you off for coffee? You know, we kick it a little bit and whatever. Even if I could do that, Mrs. Wang doesn't have that power to, you know, ixnay or hook me up with a, you know, with a burger if I buy a soda, right? so to speak. You know what I mean? But the commissioner of the IRS does. He's the top dude. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm he's saying? He's the manager. He can hook you up. He's the man. I right. mean, he's the guy who's in charge of whoever's in charge of the computer system or the whatever. You right. know what I mean? So it, I just find that interesting. You know what I mean? Well, you know, you want to keep all the power in house. Yeah. Do you know, do you know anybody who, who works uh, uh, for the commissioner, Rich? No. You know a hmm. lot of people. I know that. It's a secret society, I'm sure. It's unbelievable. Unreal. All right. Well, that brings us to today's IRA, uh, IRS, IRA. <laughs> <laughs> Today's IRS organization, the IRS Restructuring and Reform Act of 1998. Damn, that just happened yesterday. Oh, yeah. The Reform Act of 1998 prompted the most comprehensive reorganization and modernization of IRS in nearly half a century. Namely, bend over and let me foop you in the butt. <laughs> Uh, the IRS reorganized uh, itself to closely resemble the private sector model of organizing around customers with s similar needs. I don't know what that means. Uh, basically, it's reorganizing the you can't call us, we call you mm, mm -hmm. uh, method of business, mm -hmm. right? Like it's the organization is there someone there that I can talk to? No, we're the IRS. So they reorganized it so that you can talk to somebody, like a regular business. Uh, they have all these offices. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and by the way, 
I, I, I'm serious. I, I am getting audited. And, I, and I've spoken to a lot of people in the past week that have spoken about being audited. And, uh, you know, they'll send you a letter and they tell you that they want all of your documentation via mail and all this other stuff for their review. Right. I just want to let you know it is within your constitutional right within uh, within the, being a citizen of the U.S. of A to request a one on one. To request to have your audit done by Mrs. Wang, if you will, I'll give you her number, and in New York, uh, and and have a uh, a person. And when when you speak to them, they want to know what you have and all that other stuff, and they warn you. They say, you know, when you come, bring your accountant and make sure that all your paperwork is in order. And I'm like. I'm going to bring my paperwork in shambles. I'm going to bring <laughs> piles of shit. Yeah. And make I'm going to make you work. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna interrupt my life and yeah. stress me the fuck out. Meh. I'm going to bring my shit, my receipts written on Arby's wrapping, <laughs> burger wrappings. Okay? Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. Eso es lo que yo voy a hacer, papito. Because that's where your tax dollars are going, by the way, right? To pay these we motherfuckers to fuck with you. We have another. That's oh, a good. Shit. That's a good point. Another caller. Caller, welcome to Nestorious Public Radio. Nestor, it's Maria, another Rodriguez. Oh, Maria, hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? So that I, I, I'm hearing you on the on the internet. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm enjoying your show, and and I love this this little review on the history of the IRS too, and finding out that you're. You're getting audited, and I have survived it, too. You just got so, audited also? No, I got audited uh, some years ago, but various members of my family have been audited several times. For being Latina? The thing is, uh, well, I'm not saying that all Latins <laughs> No, 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 but I mean, I mean, do, no, <laughs> but, but I'm saying <laughs> you, you claimed about 50 people as your dependents, like most Latinos, like I do. Mm. No, I, you I, didn't? I, as I, you know, I'm still single and I have no dependents. That means nothing. Like, but that means nothing. The IRS doesn't know you're single. You just. Oh yes, they do. Yeah, they, they do. A lot more way. But the thing is, it's absolutely right. Bring an accountant. Do not try. To, this is not like going to court and and defending yourself. Absolutely, you know, bring an accountant. Yes, a, yes, yes. One that did the taxes for for that year. That yeah, you no, no, absolutely. Did. Absolutely. In fact, in fact, now they make sure that your accountant is available. I mean, Mrs. Wang specifically said, is your accountant coming with you? What she should have said was, you better bring your accountant with you because... Don't get your ass in here unless you bring an accountant because I will kill you. Right. Which which basically she alluded to that. After that, she said, uh, I just want to make sure that your accountant is available on the date that you call me back and say that you want to come in. Right. But they'll work I, I with you. Tell you. I I won. I was right. Everything was in order. But they make you feel like a criminal. Oh, but but so, I, I feel at home yeah, when they make me feel like a criminal. Yeah, that, that's fine. Yeah, they'll figure it. But but that's it. And you know, ever since then, I have you know kept very you know good records on yeah. everything. But I just remember there were two guys. There was not just a Mrs. Land. There were two guys. And I thought, how does the government afford having two guys to audit you know little old me? But yeah. it's random. Yeah. They randomly pick, and yes, Nestor, we freelancers and we artists are, are like fine pickings for them. No, and I know, I know. 
I know. But, but, but I have to say so far on your show, and I love everything you're saying because I'm learning so much about the IRS, I can't tell if you're supporting a tax system or if you're kind of going libertarian on us and all um, that. Okay, well, I'll, I'll answer that. How do you feel? That? Is that the rest of the show? Um, no, no, I was actually going to go on to news, but this was a perfect, uh, a perfect, uh, call and it's a, and it's a fair question. And I think it's a, it's an important one. I personally believe in contributing my fair share to anything I do, you know, Absolutely. Be, yeah. be it, be it, um, like if we're all chipping in for something for a pizza, for instance, because we all want to eat pizza that night, I'm down if there's four of us to put a quarter, and if somebody one of the four doesn't have, I'm down to you know some you know pick up his tab and chip in for him, and I'm sure most of us would. The problem with the IRS and the problem that I have with the taxation system in America is that you know you get your taxes taken out no matter what. Boom, you pay if you have a regular job. As it said in I forgot when that was uh, in in like 1929 or whatever. That uh, the quarterly and the payroll during World War II, the quarterly and the mm -hmm. payroll withholding uh, happened. That, that means it's automatic. You know, you, you get a check, they get theirs first. And, and the problem I have is that after you get your post-tax dollars, then you got to get taxed again at the, at the local level. Grocery store, the, 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 the gas bills, the gas prices, and it's and it just on and on and on and on. And the thing is, okay, so where are my taxes going? So... So, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm not for the way things have operated. But, you know, we all have right. iPhones and, and, and we have an app. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, um, you know, um, until we've traveled enough different states and um, learned, you know, known the difference, like for certain states that don't have state income tax, like Montana and Arizona and all that, if you compare the infrastructure, like the roads, Right. And, you know, the public schools and all that to California or New York, where, you know, we have we have had state income tax all these years. You see right away what the difference is. Right. Right. Which, by the and, way, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. And, and that's it. Or even traveling other countries where they don't have a regular, you know, federal type income tax and all that. They don't have, like, even a bare minimum standard of what public education is supposed right. to be. I mean, I never really understood or appreciated it until I started to travel and, right. and travel on a right. shoestring. Right. And just, you know, having worked, like, some ranches in, you know, Montana and Arizona and Nevada, where I say, oh, good, I'm going to go buy, you know, my my online item, I'm, you know, because they have no state tax. Right, I'm like, right. Right. Holy shit. Right. No well, that's what I do. Cool. I do. When I order like large electronic items, I just right. rent a hotel in like New Hampshire because yeah. all you need is a mailing address and New Hampshire doesn't have any taxes. So I'll rent a motel for like two days and I time it just when the FedEx guy is going to drop off the package and I don't get taxed on it. Right, but you still have to rent the room. But then the thing is, now <laughs> I decided that, damn it, I am going to pay the tax because I believe in a minimum level of public education yeah, yeah, yeah. in all states. And and it's like now with the sequester and all that, I'm like, fuck it, man. We yeah. need Head Start or these guys are going to be gang tankers in 20 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, it has really made me think about the taxes. And then I have friends in Europe who, like in, like in France, for example, in certain jobs, they don't do a regular withholding 
from right. taxes the way we do. Right. They have, a lot of my friends have to borrow money from a bank to pay their an, annual tax bill. Right. Because right. they haven't been able to estimate how much they're going to, uh, that, you know, it seems like, yeah, the government is, is, is renting money from you without paying you anything for it. But it softens the blow, like, you know, it's, I'm getting $27 back from the Fed this year. Right, right. But I'm grateful because last year I had to pay. Well, at least you don't have to pay. And and uh, just a, a couple things. You can go online and uh, Google the IRS. There's a couple of other, you know, uh, crazy thinking you know, pros and cons about how it's not legal for them to charge you money and you don't have to pay tax right. and all that other stuff. So that information is out there. And they're bailing out Wall Street, yeah. Yeah, you and there's also money. information on state-to-state -state tax uh, liability. So if you want to move to a state that doesn't uh, have income tax, you know, you have that option also as an American. Maria, I'm going to have to go because I have another caller. Okay, okay. Thank right, you so okay. much, Good sweetie. Show. I'm listening. Thank you so much. Not just because I'm a Rodriguez. Thank yeah, you, but I appreciate your support. Okay, dude. Always. Yeah. Yeah, see you later. Bye. Thank you. Okay. I'm Dennis Quaid, and you're listening to Nastorious Public Radio. I'm Dennis Quaid. 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 That's right. We're giving a little, a little uh, plug there from Dennis Quaid. Stay tuned. We're going to have that Dennis Quaid interview uh, with Ve on the set of Vegas. Caller, caller, what's happening? Who's this? Thanks for calling, Nestorious. Nestorino. Who's this? Is this my girlfriend, Paige? What's, What's up, up, baby? What's up, baby? What's up? Yeah, yeah. That was some killer hold music that we had going on here. It was oh. Mr. Robasco. Oh, yeah, it was Mr. Yes. Oh, oh, really? Awesome shit. I, I'm not privy to listening to that hold music, but but I'm glad they have the... I got We got my man Nick over here on the uh, on the ones and twos operating the, uh, the sound booth, so I, I trust that he's kicking it. What's going on, baby? How you doing? <laughs> Well, I'm much better now. Thank you for making me laugh. Uh, always, like, always. I'm always. I'm always. Uh, I'm always grateful. Hit I'm always, me. I'm always grateful to make you laugh. Hit me. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me. Ha. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just messing around with with uh, different uh, different sound bites here. The little James Brown joke. Hit me. Ha! <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> you know, it's, it's stupid shit like that that make people laugh for no apparent reason. Like, for instance, you could just be, you can just be walking down the street or minding your own business and you can go. <laughs> and. That happened in jury duty today. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> How do you plead? <laughs> yeah. How do you plead? <laughs> your, your Honor, I would like to show you Exhibit A. <laughs> this shit is out of order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's 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 unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, well, have you? did you learn anything about the IRS? Did I learn anything? No, we were on hold. <laughs> oh, but, but, you did, but you did listen to, to, the, uh, to the IRS uh, 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 information before that, no? I did, yes. Oh, okay. No, I learned, and I'm not going to pay the man anymore. No, well, we all have to pay the man, and it's very interesting to at least 
educate yourself on how this thing happened and you know is it true that i don't actually have to pay income tax and you know do your research and then make choices you know we the people i support it yeah in 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 my neighborhood it's called we the people i got a i got a guy who lives in the neighborhood his name is people anyway <laughs> all right later thank you you got it baby big up big up big up big up big up big up Philadelphia, big up, big up, big up, Newark, New Jersey, big up, big up, big up, New York City, big up, big up, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, that's right, man, that's right, Bomba Clot style, yeah, man, Woodstock in the house, big up, big the fuck up, man, yeah, Studio City, Yeah, man. That's, you know, that's just like, there's a part of my brain that sometimes just like jumps, like without me uh, expecting it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, Rich? Yeah. That I mean, you you and I know each other for a while. You know that happens. Yeah. We'll be driving and just start breaking out into fucking rap songs and shit for no, no apparent reason. Uh, reason or rhyme for that matter. Anyway, um, so Roger Ebert, I talked about, we were going to, uh, uh, rest in peace, Roger. Roger Ebert. Now, this Roger Ebert's funeral already happened, but I thought it was noteworthy that uh, there's a group of Baptist uh, uh, church uh, group. There's a Westboro Baptist church that uh, was they sent out a, a letter to uh, basically uh, let all their congregation know that they were going to boycott or not boycott, but picket uh, this man's uh, funeral. And basically, um, they said the Hollywood, uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, members of Westboro, that's the Westboro Baptist Church or WBC, yo, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Since 1955, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got some lineage. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) They They slammed the late movie critic as a fag enabler. Come on, man. Are you serious? Noting... His noting that his tweets mocked the faithful servants of God that make up the congregation of the Kansas-based church. I mean, if somebody that I knew was a churchgoer and he, and they said things like "fag enabler" enabler or "God hates fags" and stuff like that, I'd mock them too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you believe in God or not, but my God loves everybody equally. You understand? It's it's yeah. It's 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 insane that 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 anybody you know could call themselves a Christian or, or or you know have any kind of religious thing background and and own a website called www.godhatesfags.com. That's really? Just fucking right, right, un- right. But no, it's fucking unbelievable. Do, do they actually have? Do you actually? Yeah, it's on the top of the yeah, Westboro. Yeah. Top. They, they have that fucking thing. How I'm gonna, can, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read. It says unbelievable. They have a man. flyer. They have a flyer. Yeah. It says God hates fag enabler Roger Ebert. Lord willing, WC WBC the picket in lawful proximity to the funeral of fag enabler Roger Ebert at priests rape boys. Holy Name Cathedral. These people are fucking out of control, man. 
Unbelievable. For 22 years, Westboro has warned the people of Topeka, Kansas, and America that the policies of sin and this land have brought the wrath of God upon you. Yada, 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 yada. Anyway, this is like unbelievable shit. This is what these people wasted time and their energy on, you know, uh, uh, protesting and picketing. Uh, one of the things, now the, this, this one, now the famed critic, this is a quote, now the famed critic is in a new jurisdiction where he can see the blessings poured out on God's humble servants in heaven. From his seat of eternal torment and sorrow in hell. It's too late for the fool, Roger Ebert. WBC will continue to uh, bind those who still live in doomed America to God's eternal laws and word. So you, like Roger Ebert, like Roger, are without excuse. It's just, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable the shit that some of these uh, Christian and, and I don't want to just say Christian, but religious uh, right freaks. You know, they do. In the meantime, in Philadelphia, <laughs> in Philadelphia, <laughs> big, up, big, up, big, up, big up, Philly, big up, Philadelphia, big up. Three more Philadelphia priests remove from ministry following allegations and sex scandal. Why don't you go over there and start some shit? You know what I mean? With your so-called servants of God. Why don't you go to some of these churches, some of these congregations, and start some shit? Why don't you throw fucking firebombs and and, 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 and and do all the crazy shit that you do to abortion clinics and stuff like that? Why don't you do it there? Yeah. It's in your own fucking house. Clean your own house before you start, you know, chastising someone else who's, you know... You know what I'm Look saying? It's like unbelievable. So th- this was this was uh, this was this past week. Three more priests were permanently removed from ministry uh, by the Archdiocese of Philadelphia on Sunday, including one whose accuser killed himself after allegation was dis- after his allegation was was dismissed by church officials. You know, it's unbelievable. The Reverends Joseph Gallagher and Mark Gasper or Gaspar were suspended following a scathing 2011 grand jury report. Suspended. Like they're fucking baseball players, right? You can't play with, with ball. You can't play ball, I mean, with kids' balls anymore. <laughs> I mean, you're suspended. What the fuck are you talking about, suspended? You know what I mean? It's, 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 that ultimately led to the landmark conviction. Following a scathing 2011 Grand jury report that ultimately led to the landmark conviction of a high-ranking archdiocese official on child endangerment charges. Two other priests and a Catholic school teacher were also convicted. It's like, come on, man. It's like, you're talking about kids, man. You're talking about, you know, you're mixing, you know, a very sensitive issue of worshiping God and having faith. And and this shit's been going on forever. You know what I mean? Uh, the February 2011 grand jury report prominently named Gallagher as a priest who remained in ministry despite apparently credible allegations of abuse. The grand jury said that archdiocese had found the allegation against him unsubstantiated despite the accuser's obvious credibility. It's, I mean, it's fucked up. Well, and then they rearrange these guys, put them in different parishes or different churches or whatever, and hide them underneath or just, you know, they, they never give them the punishment that they deserve. 
because what what they think it's like the better for the better of the you know of the of congregation the, yeah, yeah. the con- you know oh we don't want to you know we do such a great service for everybody we do such a great thing let's you know uh-huh. we, we, it, it's better if we don't tarnish our name because we do so good otherwise right you right. know we're do- uh. well some of them go to work for the Westboro Baptist Church and start <laughs> molesting some of their little kids it, now there, there were a lot of comments posted underneath that ad uh, underneath that um um, news uh, report and there was there was this one uh, 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 comment that I love that says oh leave the poor Catholics alone in 1850 the Italian government made them give up castrating little boys so they would sound sweet when they sang to the Pope they stopped after three centuries of thousands and thousands of castrations in parentheses in a time before anesthesia and antibiotics when thousands more died in anagi and Agony bled out during surgery or died later of infected wounds. What else do you demanding people want? <laughs> big up, big, big, big up. Big up, big up, Philadelphia. Big up, your child molesting, bomba clad priest, motherfucker. Big up. Big up. Caller, thank you for calling Nestorius Public Radio. You know... Everything I hear about you guys, you guys just sound like, you know, you think being gay is okay. You think, you think it's okay to be gay? It says in the Bible, Leviticus 18.32, thou shalt not lay with a man as thou would a woman. And yet you guys act like it's not even there. It's there. What's there? That it is a sin to be gay. Okay. So it's a sin to be gay. Are you gay? And yet you guys... No. You sound gay. Because if you're not gay, you should try. Uh, you should try you, it. You might be gay. No, <laughs> no, I, no, no disrespect to you. Um, um, listen, I, my 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 belief is to each his own. Okay, that's my belief. And if you want to smear your cheeks with uh, vitamin A fortified spermatozoa. God bless. That's your that's your business. But I don't think that the church or the government should interfere with that. That's that's your personal business. That's where I stand on that. I'm not talking about the government. I'm talking about the church. I'm talking about any church or any person that professes to be a Christian or even a Jew who does not condemn homosexuality as it is listed. Why do they have to condemn it? Why can't they just let people do what the hell they want to do? No, it's okay. I mean, it's fine. That's been going on forever. But you can condemn anything. I mean, why don't they condemn hydrogenated vegetable oils? That says more more harm than a dick in your ass. In in New York in the 70s, we condemned the buildings. But anyway, in Philadelphia, the priests, what do you think about that? I mean, molesting children. I mean, do you think that's cool? Molesting children is wrong. So then why don't a lot of uh, Christian and religious groups uh, protest and and go up in arms about that rather than going up in arms about people who choose a lifestyle or who were born a certain way and decide to bring their their sexual preferences or whatever their preferences are out into the publics and celebrate their own life why don't uh religious people go ahead and 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 protest that type of stuff you 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 rarely hear about that i i do agree with you but i'm not calling to say that people shouldn't be upset if kids are being molested or that people shouldn't protest certain things what i am calling to say is that people act like the bible does not say that gay is sin but gay is sin so people try to act like it's not there. People try to act like it's not a sin, but it is 
clearly it's in the Bible if you read the Bible. If you don't believe the Bible, then that's up to you. But no. anybody who professes to be a Christian or a Jew, it's there in the Bible. No, I understand. I understand. But also, if, if you read uh, The Adventures of Superman 3, in that book, it says that kryptonite, uh, you know, is, is his uh, weakness. So at the end of the day, here's the moral of the story. It doesn't matter, man. What matters is peace, love, and having fun. In the late, in the in the late words of uh, the late great uh, James Brown. Hit me. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. We're gonna have to uh, uh, say goodbye to you, uh, caller. Thank you so much for calling. Uh, really appreciate your views and listening in. I have to uh, uh, wrap up a couple of uh, uh, news articles and uh, get to the Dennis Quaid interview. Take care. God okay, bless. And I, and, I, and I better not hear you say that Dennis Quaid is gay. Dennis Quaid is not gay. He's he's nothing but he's everything else but gay. Good guy though. Have a beautiful okay, one. Listen, you take it easy. Okay, I will take it easy. All right, there. Ha ha. That was. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's gay porno music. That's 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 some music you used to hear in nineteen seventies. <laughs> you used to hear that in nineteen seventies cruising movies in in Forty uh, Second Street. My, I like your mustache. Really? Uh, I have a dark alley we can go into. Hit me! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Unbelievable! That's right. So yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna do a couple more uh, um, uh, news news uh, news articles. Uh, th- this one this one is particularly hilarious. It's uh, a man. This is New York City. I want to call this New York versus uh, New York versus L.A. How's that? We have we have a guy in New York City dressed as as the Cookie Monster, dressed as the Cookie Monster. I was going to put anyway, uh, just as a cookie monster has been accused of shoving a two year old in Times Square um, and has been charged with endangering the welfare of a child. So um, a Queens resident, Osvaldo Quiroz Lopez, was arrested. Why he got to be Latino, man? You know what I'm saying? Fucking Latinos. Latinos was arrested Sunday afternoon. He was arraigned Monday on charges, including aggressive begging. Is that a new crime? Aggressive begging? (laughs) He didn't enter a plea. Yo, motherfucker, I need some money. I need some money. I need some money. This motherfucker is a crazy aggressive begging. Dressed as the cookie monster. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Okay, call a high. Hey. We're stuck in the house. Hey, hey. How you doing? I'm good, you? I just, great. Just was listening and, you know, didn't want that last caller to get away with being able to say the Bible condemns homosexuality because, you know, like many books, there's a lot of versions written and there's a lot of sections to read and it's written by a lot of different people at a lot of different times. And uh, it does not specifically condemn homosexuality 
um, particularly in real relationships. So, yeah, yeah. You know? Well, I think he was he was a closet homosexual and he was uptight. With his with his own sexuality. That's just that's what I got. I, you guys can't see this, but I have a gay meter in my uh, screen, <laughs> in my screen here with the audio levels. And trust me, this dude was a straight up bona fide uh, closet gay guy. So I would have I was trying to encourage him that it was okay. But you know the Bible <laughs> the Bible schmeibel. You know what I mean? Exactly. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, my thing is. Get plenty of sunshine to fortify your skin and soul with vitamin D and just chill. You know what I mean? Let live. Live and, live and let live. Live and let love. That's right. So so you guys are getting ready to go back to uh, uh, Woodstock in, in a couple of days. Monday morning. Monday morning. Monday morning. Awesome. Well, listen, I got I to gotta roll through like two more, in, uh, two more at, uh, 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 news articles. And yep. then and then I got to do the Dennis Quaid uh, interview, and then we're going to wrap up the show. Okay. But thank you for calling me. Thank you Take so care. much for listening. That's right. Cookie Monster. So anyway, you guys got to Google this shit because um, I was I, I sent the, 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 the JPEG that I took online of the Cookie Monster. First of all, New York, that Cookie Monster looked like a fucking cloud. Of <laughs> 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 he looked like a cloud of cotton ball that was dyed in blue, uh, blue dye with big white eyes. It looked nothing like the Cookie Monster. <laughs> nothing. Big, puffy blue man. I don't know. You know what? It was like a repurposed fucking yeah repurposed animal suit or something yeah, like it, it was a what's a bear it's just the head's yeah, misshapen yeah it it's made, terrible it it, it 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 made no sense it made no sense whatsoever we're on the set of vegas with dennis quaid who plays ralph lamb how are you dennis doing fine how about yourself i'm doing great tell us about vegas tell us about the show Vegas is basically uh, cowboys versus gangsters. It's the story of uh, of uh, Ralph Lamb, who was the sheriff of Las Vegas from 1960 to 1978, and uh, the influence uh, that the mob had on the building of what we call the modern Las Vegas of today. Amazing show, amazing set design, amazing characters. What makes this show different than all the other Vegas mobsters, cowboy stuff that we've seen before in the movies? Maybe not so much in TV, but in movies and stuff. Well, it's a little bit like uh, some of what you've seen in uh, Casino. And uh, because there's Nick Pelleggi, who was the, uh, uh, the creator and the writer. Uh, the writer of it. And, uh, and uh, it's... Uh, you know, it has a great feel to it. It's uh, back in the 60s and the era that, that was going on back then that you have never seen Vegas, uh, which was a one-horse town mm. back then. Mm. And the growth that happened during that period was exponential. How is working on a TV show like this? I mean, you're a seasoned actor. You've done a gazillion films. Mm. Uh, I, I was thinking about this, how there was a period where TV actors wanted to be uh, film actors. They wanted to make, have a film career. And I think maybe 10 years ago or something like that, all of a sudden, uh, movie actors started coming into TV and it kind of changed the whole game. Well, uh, 
movies have changed a lot. You know, they become uh, video games uh, a lot, and they're not making as many movies. There are some great films out there, but they're uh, uh, every year. But you know, there's a handful, and so many great writers have have come to to television, and uh, so many great shows that, that are on television mm. nowadays. Mm. You know that uh, that. Uh, I think it's the it's the place to, to be, and I was I've been looking for a couple of years for the right thing to come along, and and when this did when Vegas came along, I felt uh, it was worth the shot. It was awesome. Uh, tell us about the pilot, real like a, like a summary. I'm not going to ask you about any of the show, any of the episodes and stuff like that, because I really want people to watch the show on iTunes. I mean, unless you can get reruns, but but right now you, we're, we're on the second uh, episode, uh, second to last episode of the first season. Right. But tell us about the pilot. I mean, I saw the pilot. I haven't seen you in a while. I love you know. I love I love you. You, you fucked up that guy. You beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Right. Right. And 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 I love the scene with the airplanes landing and you're like give me a fucking break with well, this shit well it was you know you have that juxtaposition of a of a cowboy on horseback coming through the desert into a you know a modern day 1960s mm. albeit airport mm. <laughs> a bunch of people getting off a plane yeah you know and th those are the kind of images that i think made the the pilot so special right right you're like dude yeah you're fucking up my yeah. cattle you know i'm tired of this yeah, shit yeah, you screwed my cattle up and where that ranch was is probably where the Bellagio is now. Right, uh, right, right. <laughs> amazing, amazing stuff. Okay, so um, I know that the show was airing on what Tuesday nights was it? Yeah. And now, and now it's going it's going to move to Fridays. We're going to move to Friday nights at uh, nine o'clock, and uh, which I think is a great move for us. I think it's a, a good niche for uh, it's where we always wanted to be. In fact, um, I think Friday night is our night. Well, I'm definitely going to do everything in my power to plug this show in to anyone on Facebook, anywhere on podcasts. I do two podcasts, and I want the show to be successful for many reasons, you know, because yeah. we love working in California, but I also right. love the story. It's, a, it's, it's the production value is unbelievable. I mean, the production values are unbelievable, no? It's incredible. Well, we recreated Fremont Street in Las Vegas just exactly as it was in 1960 out here, and it's, it's uh, pretty amazing to People, their jaws drop when they walk down the street. <laughs> you, 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 I'm going to take some pictures of the lot with all those amazing, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a classic car whore. Yeah. Those are amazing cars, you know what I mean? So, real quick, why should, you know, these young podcasts, video game playing knuckleheads out there, you know, why should they tune in on Friday and watch the show? Why should they record it? Why should they download it on iTunes? Because it's got a great story going on. That, that's why. It's a great story to follow and uh, uh, with some great characters, and uh, it's got a great look to it. And you might learn something about Vegas and uh, the evolution of the... I don't uh, want to care what you learn. Just be entertained. <laughs> Just be entertained. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Dennis, man. That was awesome. Okay, man. That's right. That's right. That was dope. I, I kind of wrapped it up with that Cookie Monster thing because I only have a few uh, minutes. I had a few minutes... Uh, to do the interview and then wrap up the show. So that concludes the, the inaugural episode of Nestorius Public Radio with your host, Nestorius, Nestor Rodriguez, and my man, Rich Corbin, 
My man Rich motherfucking Corbin. <laughs> Thanks, sir. Once in a while, say a peep, motherfucker. Hello, <laughs> yeah, all right. Anyway, um, you can email us at uh, Nestorius, N-E-S-T-O-R-I-O-U-S, at gmail.com. Anytime, any questions, anything, requests, whatever, ice cream flavors, you know, uh, the name of the... Big up, big up, you know what I'm saying? Whatever you like. Uh, or you can check me out on Facebook, uh, Nestor Rodriguez, and you can check me out on my website, NestorRodriguez.com. Rich, how can they find you? Check out RichCorbin.com. That's it. That's tune it. in, Very tune simple. in, tune in next week, same time, Thursdays, 9 to 10 p.m. Have a nice one. Talking shit, so y'all gotta like, you know, encourage me to hold my lawn. Ow.